Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Bob Casper for Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm a Traeger guy, and I got their Timberline 1300 from Barbecue Pit Stop. It comes with a Wi-Fi app where you can see and adjust your cooking temps while sitting on your couch or if you're out and about. My Timberline has 1,300 square inches of cooking space and the ability to cook up to 12 chickens, 15 racks of ribs, or 12 pork butts. I love my Traeger grill, and you can pick up yours today from Barbecue Pit Stop with locations in Lehigh, Salt Lake, Layton, or at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Hey, what does it take to be the number one irons in golf? Well, if you ask the engineers at Callaway, they'll tell you one thing, innovation. And they would know because Callaway's face cup technology has made them the number one irons in golf. The face cup technology that makes their irons tremendously powerful actually came from their fairway woods 
and hybrids, which incidentally, those fairway woods and hybrids continue to outperform the competition. Face cups dramatically increase ball speed across the face, and the second Callaway started engineering irons with face cups, everything changed. Golfers started seeing tremendous gains in distance and forgiveness, and of course, the engineers at Callaway keep on innovating. Steelhead, Big Bertha, and Apex irons are all powered by Callaway's game-changing face cup technology, and they've all made Callaway the number one irons in golf. To learn more about the technology behind the number one irons in golf, go to CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. Hi, this is Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen can help you if you've been injured in an accident. However, one thing we can't do is change the amount of your insurance coverage. You need to do that before an accident. By calling your insurance agent today, you can significantly raise your insurance limits for literally pennies a day. You'll be shocked to find out how little it costs to really protect yourself and your family. To learn more about this and other important elements of an accident, visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Whether you're a casual golfer or an avid golfer, let You Into Golf help you fill your wish list with the season's best deals in golf. Featuring special holiday offers from Titleist. Save on Titleist Pro V1, Pro V1X, and AVX golf balls for only $39.99 a dozen. And save $30 on Titleist Vokey SM7 wedges for only $119.99. And while you're there, register to win free golf balls for a year. You Into Golf offers an exclusive 90-day satisfaction guarantee. You Into Golf, helping golfers' holiday dreams come true since 1971. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper, and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, appreciate Dave Neville, Callaway Golf, also America's favorite caddy who joined us in hour number one. If you missed any part of the show, you can catch us on uh, Twitter, at Real Golf. Also, Instagram and Facebook, at Real Golf Radio. Any of your favorite podcaster sites, those segments and then hour in its entirety will be available and uploaded there for you shortly. And I know you've been following us on social media. You've registered. You've retweeted. You've shared, you've done all the things, and you've entered to win a new Maverick driver from Callaway Golf. And we said, we'll give away three Maverick drivers from Callaway Golf. And uh, all you have to do is follow us on social media. Well, we have done that. We have drawn some names. We're not going to give them to you just yet. Stay tuned. Coming up at the end of the show, we will announce them, and then we'll post them on social media, and you'll be able to see the, the, the winners out there. So we're excited. Still to come, though, we're going to continue with the great distance debate that has uh, been raging this entire week, and will be continue to be a topic of conversation for the foreseeable future and the years to come. Uh, no doubt about it. Huge ramifications uh, are on the line based on what the USGA and the RNA, the, the governing bodies in the game, decide to do. How will that affect the tour? How will that affect the amateurs? How will that affect the 
the golf course operators? How will it affect the businesses around the game of golf? We'll talk about that as we continue. Mitch Vogt, the 1991 U.S. Amateur, and a bit of an innovator, a pioneer with uh, golf equipment and uh, custom fitting. He'll join us coming up here in just a moment, and uh, we'll uh, wrap it up with our own thoughts and announce the winner of the contest. But one of the things that's out there, Bob, that we mentioned is this whole idea of bifurcation. Is it really Mm -hmm. that ugly of a word? Is it such a bad thing for the game of golf if we had two separate sets of rules for the top elite players and the rest of the 99 percenters? No, you know, I don't think it is. In my opinion, it's not. The USGA is trying to get around this by saying that the PGA Tours, uh, the PGA Tour, the European Tour, those world tours can can have their own, um, what is it called, local rule? Yeah. Ba- basically, that's bifurcation. They can get them to to roll it back a little bit um, and, and get them to uh, maybe use a different ball or different equipment or you know why um, they're doing that so that they can maintain the reason they're saying that is they can maintain control of the rules yeah exactly otherwise the pga tour will just say oh well well, here's we we play by our own set we're gonna do our own deal and then suddenly the usga and the rna have lost control of professional golf and that could be an interesting thing we'll get mitch voges's take on this coming up next uh he will share some stories and insights uh from his many years of experience in the game of golf next as real golf radio continues When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. Three distinct alignment lines are now centered on every triple track putter head. It's shocking how much easier it is to get it lined up. You know, it's the same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. It's that reliable and that accurate. And once you're lined up correctly, you can focus on making a great stroke with the Stroke Lab shaft. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed. Yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something. Uh, something is getting closer. Holy. What the? And that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, Almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. Callaway's relentless pursuit of innovation in iron design has established a completely new standard for distance and performance. It's why Callaway has been the number one irons in golf for five years in a row. And this year, they created an iron that the world has never seen. 
Maverick, Callaway's first ever irons designed by artificial intelligence. Maverick irons feature a new flash face cup designed by AI. That means every face on every iron has been uniquely engineered to completely maximize distance and forgiveness. It also allows the center of gravity to be precisely positioned throughout your set to give you the optimal launch and control with every swing. Maverick irons are available in standard, pro, and max models to fit nearly every type of player. And all Maverick irons come with the classic sound and feel you expect from the number one irons in golf. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Get new distance at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. At the first tee. We believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills. And help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, thanks for joining us. Uh, interesting week this week in the game of golf, as we've mentioned. Uh, this whole distance um, research project, I'm going to call it, by the USGA, where they're trying to figure out, is there a problem with distance in the game of golf? And they've come back and said, yep. We've got a problem, and it's distance. And now we got to figure out what it is that we're going to do about it. And uh, there are a lot of things, as, as we've been talking, that uh, we want to address. But we want to uh, get some feedback and solicit some input from guys that know. And uh, one of those that we want to reach out to is a guy that's uh, well-versed in the game of golf. Uh, this is a guy that used to call uh, play-by-play for major championships out on the PGA Tour, and uh, also a former U.S. Amateur champ back in 1991. He's a good friend of ours and always fun to talk golf. In fact, he was probably kind of on the leading edge, the forefront of golf customization and custom fitting uh, with his Max Out Golf Labs out there in Southern California. Mitch Voges, kind enough to join us right now. Hey, Mitch, how are you? Gentlemen, I'm doing great. It's always good to hear your voice. Yeah, good to be with you as well. I, I hear your voice, and lots of memories come back from uh, Oak Hill and Whistling Straits. And, you know, it just uh, we, had, we had some good times. I appreciate the opportunity to, you know, I know you really wanted Bob to come along, and he just felt bad, so you invited me to come with. I know it was a kind of a package <laughs> deal, but I always appreciated the chance to be out there. <laughs> you know what? You surprised me. You were really good. Oh, but, uh, I'll, I'll tell you later. Days, you know, <laughs> No, that was that was really fun. And, you know, we got a chance to do just the major championships. And like I always said, you know, I'll get up early to see who's playing well at Augusta or the British Open. I should, probably shouldn't say this, but I said, I, you know, I'm not going to get up early to find out who's doing well at the Shell Houston Open. But, uh, you know, we got a chance to work some of the majors and the right Cup, and it was just great fun. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. That was it was a good time. About you know, I think about the Ryder Cup coming back to Whistling Straits, and I think about some of those places that I perched myself on to do some play by play. I mean, you're almost a <laughs> billy goat climbing around that golf course if you're not in the fairway. It's pretty wild. That's one. That's one tough walk out there. You can get hurt walking up and down some of those slopes. I mean, they were severe, and and what they have is the land of ten thousand bunkers. 
that you could ask yep. DJ about that coming. Yeah, in. right. The bunkers yeah. are but we perhaps not. We got to work that broadcast together too. Yeah, that was yeah, a good that time. Was great yep. fun. Yeah, good stuff. Well, Mitch, I wanted to uh, again wanted to bring you on to, to hit this distance topic because uh, you know as Bob and I were talking, we said we had to reach out to Mitch and see what he's heard, and lo and behold, you actually got a letter from the USGA. Tell us a little bit about how that went down. I did. I got a letter, and they uh, they were soliciting input from it, what it said was all all current former yeah, USGA champions as part of the research project. Interesting that they did the same thing in 2002. Do you remember when that letter came out? And what they said was, "We got a problem. We need to, you know, we don't think that any further distance gains are going to be are beneficial to the game." And yet, you look back and see, you know, what's going on with driving distances today, even opposed to 2002, and it's, it's a different game, guys. So, so what, so what do you, what do you think? Back. What what do you think took him so long from 2002? Now we're at 2020. Um, you know, a couple of years ago they started uh, started this this research and that kind of thing. Why did it take so long? Um, Bob, I, I really I have I have no good answer for that. I can tell you this: that the game has changed dramatically. You know, what used to be a game of of consummate skill and judgment. And, and it's, I wrote back to him. I wrote back a pretty lengthy letter back to the USGA. And, and I tried to, uh, you know, illuminate some of the things that I grew up in the, and the game that, that I learned to play. Um, I think the game right now requires far less skill to play than it used to play. And I'm not one of these guys that says, Hey, back in the day or back when I was a kid or any of that kind of stuff. It's just, it's more like basketball right now. You know, you look at the NBA. Everybody carries it. Everybody palms. Everybody travels. There's no three seconds. You're either a dunker or a three-point shooter. You know, the game has just lost a lot of its, to me, a lot of its beauty and a lot of its skill. And it's the same thing with golf. You know, guys could go out there now and, and when, you know, I look back in 1990, Tom Pertzer was a leading driver on the tour. You get any idea how far he hit it? 1990, 30 years ago. I'm going to say 265. Uh, well, it was actually 279 something. Oh, okay. Okay. That was the, that was the longest hitter out there. When I first started playing golf, the rule book in the back of the rule book, it had a, it, it had a recommended yardage for each of the, for the bars. And it said that anything over 475 was a par five and any hole that was 500 yards. It was debatable whether you could get there or not. Cause big hitters were hitting the thing 260. And so you had to hit it. You had to just to nuke it twice in a row. Well, you get a 500 yard par uh, par four right now. These guys that hit it at 340, they got 160 left. They're hitting a nine iron. Is that good for the game? I, I really don't think so. Mm. And I go back. I was trying to think of what hole it was. You know, Bob. I used to. You know, I'm rooting for your dad like crazy. And I remember, you know, watching him at down at Doral. And there's a par three on the back nine. I'm wanting to say it's around 12 or 12 or 13 or something. Where I remember those guys used to hit four woods at it, three woods, two oh, yeah. irons. Maybe. Yeah. The guys are hitting five and six iron now. And I'm thinking to myself, is, is that good for golf? They don't have to have all the shots anymore. Most of the players, they have one shot. They just they bomb it 100 miles in the air, and it just goes straight. And when I was, when I was younger, I, I, fortunately, I got a chance to play with Johnny Miller at BYU. And he's the only player that I ever saw it, in that era whose natural shot was a straight ball. He had to go out there and try to work at the shape at one direction or the other. Today, if you go stand on the range at any tour event or any high-level amateur event, the balls all go straight. And because they go straight, guys just swing out of their gourd at it hard. And I, 
I joke about this all the time, but if you watch any golf on TV, you'll watch a guy swing just as hard as a nine iron or a wedge as he does with his driver. And what's the first thing out of his mouth? Go. You know, they just, they, you know, get up, go. They're, they're just lashing at it. Now, other than Tiger Woods, I'm the furthest back of you guys. Other than Tiger Woods, what player on the tour right now shapes the ball, works it in there, and gets it whole high, a really high percentage of the time? Is there anybody else? I think, I can't put, think, of anybody. I think he put Phil in that shot makers group. Well, he's he, he almost 50. Work, but he, does, he doesn't but he doesn't have the touch. That's what I'm talking about. It's not just working the ball. He did, he doesn't get the ball whole high, like around the hole, like, like Tiger does. And when I grew up, you know, playing, I think the best iron, best iron player I ever saw was Johnny Miller. The second best iron player I ever saw was Taylor. Irwin. You know, I got a chance to watch Hogan play a little bit. And I got a chance to play with, with, with Billy Casper and with Arnold Palmer and Jack Nichols. But, you know, and I've and I've played with Colin Morikawa a couple of years ago when they had the U.S. Amateur down there in, in Southern California in the Walker Cup, and got a chance to play with him and you know some events leading up to that down there. And he's a great young man and a terrific player, but he's just he just he hits a hundred miles and the ball's not moving a lot and they got one shot. I mean, really, you could give these guys four or five clubs and they shoot the same score no matter no matter where you put them. Give them a driver. You know, eight iron, nine iron, and a couple of wedges and a putter. Okay, Mitch Bo just joining us here on Real Golf Radio. But let me ask you this, Mitch, because I, I guess what what we're trying to decide is distance bad for the it, the way the distance is going. Is it bad for the game of golf? Uh, I, I only say that because it, it, to me, golf is in the best place it's ever been. When you look at it from a professional standpoint, the guys. Uh, from a pro- professional standpoint, are making more money than they've ever made. There's more people attending golf tournaments. There's more sponsors out there. Uh, there's better TV coverage. You know, the, the multimedia from TV to print to social, digital, everything. I mean, it's it's really fascinating. And, and you're, golf is attracting more and more athletes. Uh, the Tony Finales of the world, guys that have options of playing other sports and they choose golf. Uh, the amateurs, uh, I get it. The, the game, you know, when if you take certain numbers, the, the game is a bit stagnant and has been for years. But, uh, you know, advances in equipment, uh, the equipment businesses are making more money. Guys seem to be purchasing more equipment and playing more. I know out here, at least around us, the golf clubs are full where we went through years where, you know, we were trying to do anything to get memberships to fill up. So for, for looking at all of that, um, golf seems to be in a great place. So while it maybe isn't the same workability or have the same um, art maybe to it that it had in the past, does that necessarily mean that it's, quote, bad? Well, let's, let's put it this way. The game is merchandised well. The economy's good right now. All the things that, that give guys more spare time to go play. A couple of days ago, Colton Ose decided to hang him up. All right? Yep. Why? Remember what he said? He says, I can't keep up with the distance these guys hit it anymore. Do you think you're yeah. going to see any more Tom Kites or Corey Pavins or even Mike Reeds? Are you going to see those guys out there flourishing on the tour anymore? No. What you're going to see is guys that just play smash and grab golf. They just bomb away, and that's the game. And, I'll, you know, is, is that good for the game? I don't know. If, if, if hitting it longer was, was the answer, why do we go, go away from the British golf ball? Yeah, you know, small you ball. Get Twenty yeah. yards further. The, the small ball. Yeah, yeah, just go to the small. Just go to the small ball. Right? You, know, you just pick up an easy 20, 30 yards. 
Obviously, the USGA at the time didn't think that was the answer, so they outlawed that, and they went to one ball. But I think if, if you look at the game right now, I, I, I just think that the game itself, I'm not talking about merchandising on TV or who's making money off of the deal. We're talking about long-term growth effects of the game what you're going to do with, with, you know, with agronomy and, and taking care of you know, maintenance and golf courses and buying the land and moving bunkers back and, and adding new tees. You know, you can ask yourself the same question. Is baseball better off with a smaller strike zone that they have right now, you know, going from the waist basically to the knees instead of from, from the armpits to the knees and with a juiced-up baseball? Now you get banjo hitters that are hitting 25 home runs a year. <laughs> Pop flies go to the warning track. Right. <laughs> hey, on, on that note, on that note, Mitch, hang on. We got to take a break. Stick with us because when we come back, I want to ask you about that. You brought up baseball and baseball is a really good example with some bifurcation guys in the pros. They're hitting, you're using wooden bats. It's a different kind of thing than what you're playing in, in the amateur game. And I want to ask you about that. And, and what are some other, what are some other uh, potential things besides, I, I, let, let's talk about equipment and then let's talk about some other things that might be there to remedy this distance. Mitch Vogel, just 91 U.S amateur champ joining us right here on real golf radio stay tuned more on this discussion next i'm bob casper with the casby real estate group where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in utah we understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Hey, ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in Utah look so good? Pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to Mountainland Supply for your turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? 
When you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Continuing our conversation with Mitch Voges. He's the 1991 U.S. Amateur Champ. And, uh, you know, Mitch, when, when we, I, the first time, when we first started this show 20 years ago, which is hard to believe, I remember we took an opportunity to go down to Southern California and we stopped in at your max out golf lab and I was fascinated. Always been a bit of an equipment junkie and, and I remember going in there and I didn't know anything about what you were talking about. It was a bit of a foreign language for me at the time. And you're talking about spin rates and launch angles. And I'm just like, I know, but how far did I hit it? And you're like, no, look, you know, if you get the spin rate into this zone and your launch angle into this zone, and that was kind of the first I had really heard about it. Not that it wasn't out there, but it wasn't as readily available to the the general golf population, certainly as it is today uh, with all of the different kinds of uh, uh, launch monitor equipment that we have more readily available. What what have you seen equipment-wise uh, in changes and evolution, even from like 20 years ago during your max out golf days to what we're seeing today? And, and uh, do you think equipment is, is, the, is the cause or effect of what we're seeing on the, on the distance? Brian, you know, those are, those are good questions. And, and when I started max out golf, I was about, I don't know, probably seven or eight years ahead of the industry. We built our own launch monitor. We were the first guys fitting you know, when I first opened up, the first day I opened up, I had 125 different shafts and I had different CGs at heads and along with different lofts. And we had 30 different golf balls to try from because I could see the direction that the game was going. Didn't necessarily like it, but I thought, you know, I could, if you're going to stay ahead of the game, you need to be thinking about what's going on. And that's where speed spin and launch. And, you know, I, I have, I don't know, seven or eight different patents covering all that stuff. And now the entire industry, that's how you fit. And that's, that's all you hear on TV. But it's important to get the right combination. Now, here's what's happened. The golf, the golf shaft is gone from the 130-gram steel shaft. Now guys are playing shafts, even on the tour, as light as 40 and 50 grams. The golf clubs are longer. The heads are much larger and more forgiving. So, consequently, it's pretty hard to hit the ball offline, for, I think, for most you know decent players. And the balls don't curve. So, if that's the case, I might as well just swing out of my heels and just hit it as hard as I can because there's not much penalty. I'll give you another idea. We, you know, we played, uh, I, I broadcast a PGA championship from Baltus Raw. And uh, I walked a practice round with Mark Brooks, former PGA champion, great player. And he only carried the ball about 230 yards. Most of the holes out there were 460, which means if he hit it in the rough, he still had 230 left. And with cross bunkers in front of the most of the greens, he didn't have any chance to get the ball on the green on his second shot. Now, after the first two rounds, John Daly led the, tour, or led the tournament 
and driving distance at 343 yards. He was dead last in accuracy hitting the fairways, hitting the fairways, but hitting the pitching wedge from 120 yards out of the rough. He was number one in greens regulation hit. I don't think that's the way that, that the, the governing bodies of golf want to see the game go. And unfortunately, that's kind of where it is, you know, today. Most guys don't care about hitting the fairways. They just want to hit, as, as Bill says, I want to hit bombs. And I think because these guys are so good around the greens with the little flop wedges and 60-degree and 64-degree wedges, they all get it up and down seemingly every time. You just can't give these guys a gnarly enough lie where they can't hit that thing out and it lands like a ping-pong ball. So, so what is the... You know, we've talked about technology. We talked about, you know, you've, you mentioned shafts and, and heads on clubs and, and that kind of thing. You know, you, you've also got to look at that the players, their physical characteristics and their, their abilities. You know, we've got stronger, faster guys now playing the game that are, that are playing this game. And then you've also got to look at golf courses and how golf courses are maintained and manicured and that kind of thing. Um, there's got to be things that we can do as far as the golf course is concerned, whether it's uh, deeper rough, whether it's narrower fairways, whether it's must, much firmer greens that require be- shots out of the fairways to, to hold. We've, we've got to figure out some things we can do and not just blame it on the golf ball or blame it on the club. I agree with that 100%. And, and agronomy certainly has a, you know, a lot to do with that. I've played and then I've broadcast a whole bunch of events in the British Open. And sometimes over there, you see the ball roll 100 yards down the fairway, and that changes everything. So guys hit irons, no reason to hit a driver anymore. It's just a low burner out there and watch it hit run. I think what needs to happen is, is two or three things. They have to slow the golf course down. I think they need, to, they, they need softer fairways. They need longer grass in the fairways. I think that the, the skill set required to, to work the ball into the greens, I think, is, is going to be increased if you make – if you make it more punitive, if a guy misses the green. So the first thing I would do, if I, if you may be governor for a day, I'd make 54 degrees the maximum loft you can have on your, on your sand wedge. That way, if you had deep rough around the green and you hit into that, you didn't know whether the ball was going to go running across the green or go three or four feet. And if that's <laughs> the case, then a guy's going to be more careful off the tee. You, know, you need to get the ball in play. You can't just, just bomb away, bomb and gouge golf is what they call it now. But, I would certainly, I would certainly do that by putting a limit on the loft in the club. When I, again, going back when I was a kid, fifty-four degrees was the sandwich. That's that's what you had, and consequently, when you missed a green, you were busy, and you couldn't just reliably get it up and down or think you're going to hold it all the time if, if if you missed it. The second thing I'd do is I'd go back and make the ball spinnier. I'd get back now where where you know where guys are hitting it like they used to. You know, when I started max out golf, the average launch angle was 10 degrees, and I think the ball spin rate was about 130, uh, 3,500 RPMs. And so you'd see those shots. Remember in the old days, you'd, <laughs> you'd see Arnold Palmer hit that low shot, and then it looked like it'd stair step and climb. You don't see that yeah. anymore. Guys hit rainbows. You know, and the balls now today don't curve, so you don't hook and slice as much. Well, if you gave these guys, used to be that phrase you'd heard where they say that the woods are full of long hitters. Now everybody, the ball goes straight. You can't hardly hit it offline. You can hit it on the toe. You can hit it on the heel. You can hit it high. Hit it low on the face. They just, they just nuke. I'm 70 years old. I had a three-level fusion on my back. They want me to have another five-level fusion. With today's equipment, I still go out there and hit a 280, and I rarely miss a fairway. <laughs> I couldn't hit it that far when I was a kid. 
But, you know, it's just a question of what's going on. So I think you need to rein in the length of the driver. The size of the driver that I used when I won the Amateur 91 it is essentially the same size my three-wood is today and the same length. So I think you need to rein back the, the equipment length. I think you need to rein back uh, the golf ball, certainly make it make it spin more so that it curves, so you can't just, just flail away with reckless abandon. I think that the, the fairways need to be softened a little bit, and I would, uh, as I said, I would go and put a limit on how much loft you can have on a sand wedge to make recoverability much more difficult. When's the last time you saw a guy chip with a 6, 7, or 8 iron, or 4 iron? just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. So Mitch, so when, the, the it, amount of, the amount of skills that you have to work on right now are greatly reduced. You just work on a flop shot around the green and you just, and you, and you fall away. Listen, nobody, nobody's going to argue. It doesn't take skill and strength and timing and athleticism to hit the ball long ways, but everybody now does it. And it used to be when the heads were smaller and, you know, and the ball didn't go as far and it curved, you could, you could, I mean, you could go out there and pinpoint the guys that were really skilled ball strikers. And there was a, there was a big dichotomy between those guys and the guys that were kind of scraping it around. So Mitch, when, on, on these rules, when you say governor for the day, would you do this over the entire game of golf? Or do you think this is specifically for the best players that you're, that you're seeing in the highest amateur uh, championships and the PGA tour and major championships? Well, you know, Brian, you were talking right before the break. You mentioned about baseball, right? Um, you know, if you gave these major league baseball players right now with these juiced up baseballs, you gave them an aluminum bat. <laughs> you remember Rick Dempsey, a guy who used to play for the uh, for Orioles, right? He's a friend of mine. He told me one time he was a third base coach for the Dodgers, and right after they had the uh, the big baseball strike, and they then they ended up with everybody hitting seventy five home runs and all that stuff. The balls were just missiles then. And he told me, he says, Mitch, he says, I, I'm afraid to stand in the third base box anymore. He says, I get killed and not even know what hit me. And I think if you look at the game of golf right now and you said, wait a minute, it, it, you know, the term is bifurcation. Should the pros play with a different set of rules? It hasn't, it hasn't shut down baseball. They can't use metal bats. They use wooden bats. Mm-hmm. And I think if you went out there and you said, here's a tournament ball. Now, you know, every company can make a tournament ball. Everybody can you know, can make clubs that are conforming. We've all had to do that. You know, I think the USJ missed the boat when they went back to the, to the putting standards. If you, you just talk about that, Billy Casper's method right now would be illegal because he put his left hand, the back of his left hand against his left thigh. Jack Nichols had his right elbow pressed against his, his right rib cage. That was okay. I mean, it didn't make any sense to, to, to make those decisions for outlaw long putters. But when it comes to, to how far the ball goes now, what happens with the golf courses? You know, it's like I wrote to them, you know, that the horse really is out of the barn, but it really should be reined back. The game isn't going to be any less exciting. In fact, I think it'll be more so if you saw guys, you know, back there hitting, you know, four woods into par fours again or having to hit long irons, whereas now it's, you know, it's driving short iron every hole. To me, that's boring to watch. I don't enjoy watching that. and It's driving me away as a spectator. You know, you you brought up that story, and I, I remember the story. It was Ray Knight who played with the Cincinnati Reds. They won the the World Series, and he said they, they went over to play in some Japanese baseball events. He said he brought out a brand-new glove, and George Foster, who was their big hitter on uh, on the Reds, hits a ball at him, and he's playing third base, and it's a brand-new glove, stitching everything, brand-new glove. He went, to, he went to catch the ball, and it tore the webbing right out of it, and Foster hit it with, a, with an aluminum bat. 
tore the webbing right out yeah. of it. And it was a brand new glove. So the velocity of the ball was was crazy. So by you saying that, you know, that that bifurcation, I think there needs to come a point in time. You know, they're calling it a local rule now for the PGA Tour. That's that's just semantics and and bifurcation. But there needs to come a point in the time where the one percent or less than one percent that are the best and elite players in the game, you can do some things to kind of roll things back for them. As far as the regular public's concerned, I find it really hard for people to want to stay in the game if their stuff's going to be rolled back as well. You know, I got another really good story for you. The last time I tried to qualify for U.S. Open, I was playing with uh, a set of Australian blades. I don't know if you know what they look like, but it's a very thin top line, very compact, small bladed uh, iron head. And I was uh, sitting on a bench waiting for a par three green to clear. And I was playing with two young guys who were playing mini tours and trying to make their, their living playing golf. And the guy looked over at me and he said, can I see that club for a minute? And I had, happened to be a seven iron. And the guy looked at it and he goes, man, I wish I was good enough to play with these. <laughs> and, and I thought to myself, man, I wish the rules made you. <laughs> you know, and I don't, I don't disparage anybody. Today's clubs, the iron heads are bigger. They got perimeter weighting, you know, they're, they're huge. They're easy to hit. They're fun to get in the air. I mean, everybody can play. That's great. We need more guys playing the game. And it doesn't have to be where you just feel like you're getting bludgeoned on every swing. But at the highest levels for tournament players, I think that skills should be re rather than, than technology. And I think technology, the, the pendulum has swung too far the other way. If well, everybody can hit it straight. If you go, out, you go out there now, everybody in the range hits it straight. Not too many people even try to work it. Maybe just a little fade here, a tiny draw there. But but they got one shot, and that's all they play. And I, I just think that the game is the game has gone too much to ring in the, the bell at the county fair, and I don't think that's good for the game long term. Hey, Mitch, we appreciate you sharing your thoughts and insights and uh, your response to the USGA when they wrote you that letter uh, as part of the study. And I guess we'll continue to see how this evolves. But uh, sure, appreciate it. It's always good to hear your voice, man. Gentlemen, you guys are the best. I appreciate it. you got a great show. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. We'll Thanks, talk Mitch. to you again real soon. All right. Take care. There you go. Mitch Voges, 1991 U.S. Amateur Champ. Uh, just really good guy. Bit of a pioneer in the club fitting, as I said, and uh, certainly yep. a, a great broadcaster as well uh, through, the, through the years in major championships. We'll take a break. More Real Golf Radio continues next. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. 
We're seeing something. Uh, something is getting closer. Holy. What the? And that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win, play your best golf. At the first tee, we believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills and help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. You don't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. Yet that seems to be how the golf industry builds their drivers, not Callaway. Because maverick thinking and an innovative approach to R&D have taken distance to a completely new level with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using advanced artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created our fastest, most forgiving driver possible. Simply put, Callaway is doing things no one else is doing. Maverick has completely changed the way distance is made. That's what separates the kings of distance from everyone else. Whether it's Maverick, the low-spin Maverick Sub-Zero, or ultra-forgiving Maverick Max, artificial intelligence has optimized every Maverick driver. And of course, they all come with ball-speed-generating jailbreak technology. New distances out there, it takes a Maverick to find it. Explore the Maverick line of drivers today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's Real Golf Radio. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob, stay tuned. We're not going to announce the winners just yet. Coming up shortly, about 10 minutes from now. No big deal. Hey, it's brought to you by Odyssey and their new triple track putters. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. And uh, by the way, before we go any further in this great distance debate, this is is Twitter gold right here. I just can't keep waiting. It's the ode to Tony Finau.
Oh, it wow. goes on. It goes on and on and on. If you haven't seen it on Twitter, you really got to do so. Sam Harrop at Sam underscore golf uh, penning that one. He says, uh, many of you know by now, my love is uh, that love. Music is my first love, though. Golf's pretty high, to be fair. So I decided to pen an ode to Tony Finau set to the tune of an Ario Speedwagon classic. Um, so anyway, check it out. Tony was great. He actually saw it and he said, uh, I just saw this. It's too good. I feel the love, my man. Stay patient and I'll be waiting for the remix after the next win. Uh, hashtag team Finau. So um, anyway, yeah, if you, you give that That's a listen awesome. and give it a retweet, we retweeted it out at real golf uh, as well. But uh, I, I thought, it, and it goes on it was some great one liners in there. But. You know what, you know what I liked about Tony after, after that, he said, if people think that I'm going to be upset and it, this is going to, this is going to kill me for a long time. They don't know Fino, Tony Finau. That's he's the point. kind of guy, he's the kind of guy that lets stuff just roll right off his back. And uh, Tony's the kind of guy that will be better for it from learning, being into the competition and having another chance to win. 100%. I'm right there with you. So, all right, Bob, we got to wrap up this uh, great distance debate discussion for today. Uh, There is, of course, no way we could cover all of the material uh, as far as what is it that uh, is the the cause. and, And that'll be debated. Uh, what is the solution? That's going to continue to be debated. What are the impacts and ramifications on said solution? Well, that's that you know that this literally could cha- change the trajectory of the game. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Does the game need to have a trajectory change? I, and I guess we've said okay. Uh, here are the reasons. So the caddy says that uh, the distances between green to tee. So when you yeah. finish up on a green on the PGA Tour, you might have to walk 100 yards or 80 yards to the to the tee box instead of... Or 200 yards. Yeah, because the, the tee box was originally made to be right next to the other green. Now it has to be way back in order to accommodate these tour players. So you're going to add another 30 minutes to your round just from the extra walking yep. required due to the extra distance put into the golf course. He also said that if you change the equipment, um, that the spin, make the ball spinnier, which is something that uh, Mitch Vo just said, um, mm-hmm. is to make the ball ball spinner if you somehow did that or you changed the length of the drivers or you did some of those things the caddy contended that the players would be governed by the equipment in in, in other words the the equipment wouldn't allow you to i guess fully utilize your strength like you right. can now and I, I think phil mickelson said something similar this week didn't he he did you know he was talking about the old the older golf balls that were that were wound wound golf balls when, when the guys that were the strongest would really try to hit it hard and swing at that golf ball, they'd, they'd increase the spin on the golf ball 3,400, 3,500 RPMs. But with the advent of the solid core golf ball, they can go ahead and swing at it as hard as they want, and the golf ball is only going to get to 1,200 to 1,500 RPMs. It's going to launch higher, and it's and it's going to reduce the, the, the drag of the golf ball. So um, – so yeah, there are some things that they can probably do with the golf ball to to limit it so or make it spinnier so that guys can't go at it as hard as they are. Yeah, you have to be a little more smooth with it, right? It becomes a little bit more yeah. about your club path and right. Um, but you know what? These guys are so good. I feel like they'd find a way anyway. They will absolutely. They will. And guess what? If manufacturers had to start tweaking the way the driver was made in order to accommodate. You know, instead of further distance, They've we're going to always right. They they'll continue to evolve. They're they're smart, yeah. they're, and that's what their that's what their whole business is made of. So, and I thought Brando Chambly, when you talk about consequences, Brando Chambly had some great stuff to say when he said, "Look, you 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 talk about if you if you go to poker and somebody has you know a straight flush in their hand, 
and mm-hmm. you and somebody says, you know what, let's just go ahead and reshuffle the deck and start over. Um, now, Jaime Diaz, who joined the show last week, he, he said, you know, to be fair, that's not what the USGA is saying. But Brandel argued that that's, in fact, what they were saying, because you take a, yeah. a Callaway Golf, for instance, and they have uh, they've invested in the best engineers for research and development. They've put the best marketing team together they can. They've gone out and got a tour team put together that are going to represent and market their product. And and they put it all out there with with this technology that does these amazing, great things. Well, all of a sudden, somebody's going to come in and say, yeah, you can't do that anymore scrap it start over level the playing field and and i think there's you know i just don't think that somebody can go and do that i don't think you can at this point all of a sudden and you heard the caddy at the very end he said i don't know if you're going to get the horse back in the barn that's yeah that's where this becomes a challenge now maybe we don't but maybe we just keep it from continuing to increase to where now guys are hitting 400 yard drives with some regularity does that sound i mean in your mind you have to think wow if guys are suddenly hitting at 400 yards that's a problem right Oh, yeah. It's definitely a problem. And if we say that, that golf companies are going to continue to push the levels of distance with equipment, and if we're seeing that tour pros are going to continue to push the level of, of distance with their athleticism and fitness and strength, and golf courses are going to continue to be able to, through, through technology in, uh, in, in the way that machinery is done and chemicals and fertilizers. And that Agronomy and everything, yeah. Perfect. They're going to be able to continue to get better and better. Is it not far-fetched to think we might see 400-yard drives in professional golf oh, in the yeah. next decade? Well, well, and we've seen 400-yard drives before, but they're few and far between. You know, the perfect situations, downwind, um, you know, probably playing over in, in the British Isles. You know, some of those golf courses get baked out a little bit, and you get the ball, and you hit it, hit it and get it running, and, and, the, and it's going to go a long ways. You know, some of these guys can hit three woods and – Five woods, 300 yards off the tee. They can hit seven irons, you know, 190 to 200 yards. It's pretty crazy with the strength of these the, these players and what they're able to do with the golf ball. But, but mind you, these are the elite players in the game and in the world. And they're basing everything with this distance, getting out of whack on these elite players. Mm-hmm. They're not basing it on the whole of the golfing industry. Yeah. Come to a regular driving range and watch a lot of guys hitting the ball all over the lot and not everybody getting it up in the air and going 300 yards. There's no question. Well, we'll continue to talk about this so much to get to love to hear your thoughts at real golf is our Twitter. Uh, Hit us up. Tell us what you think about this debate. Stay tuned. When we come back, we're announcing the winners of our Maverick drivers right here on real golf radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. 
I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Whether you're a casual golfer or an avid golfer, let you into golf help you fill your wish list with the season's best deals in golf. Featuring special holiday offers from Titleist. Save on Titleist Pro V1, Pro V1X, and AVX golf balls for only $39.99 a dozen. And save $30 on Titleist Bokey SM7 wedges for only $119.99. And while you're there, register to win free golf balls for a year. You into golf offers an exclusive 90-day satisfaction guarantee. You into golf, helping golfers' holiday dreams come true since 1971. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio as we wrap up hour number two. And all right, all right, we're ready. We're going to do it now. We've been waiting. This is the big moment, and uh, we're excited to, to pass along the winners of the new Maverick Drivers from Callaway Golf. And uh, those uh, winners followed us on Instagram and Facebook at Real Golf Radio, as well as on Twitter at Real Golf. They also retweeted it and tagged friends and uh, this is uh, and commented, this is, this is cool stuff. All right, Bob, yeah. are we going to start with, uh, let's start with Instagram. Okay, hang on a second. I got something for you here. You ready to announce the Instagram winner? You got it. Okay, here we go. Wait a minute. There it is. And the winner All right. from Instagram is Eric Ferner. Eric so Ferner. Eric Ferner, Fern Dog, THP. All right. Get you the old Real Golf Radio sound effect for that one. Boom, you're going to be hitting bombs with your new Maverick driver. Congratulations, Eric Ferner, who won on Instagram. All right, it's time for Facebook. Let's go with Facebook, Bob. Wait, let me give you the drum roll. Okay. There we go. From Facebook at Real Golf Radio, our winner of the Maverick driver is... From Lincoln, Nebraska, Nathaniel Wayne Allen. Nathaniel Wayne Allen. Boom. All right. Congratulations. Sweet. They're getting a new Maverick driver. All right. And finally, from Twitter, at Real Golf, our winner 
of the fi- third and final Maverick driver is it's Larry at golf. Oh, we gave you an extra L-R-E. one. Golf L-R-E. Larry is the winner. Congratulations. Where's Larry from? He's from Colorado, Centennial, Colorado. All right. Congratulations. Thanks to everybody for entering. We appreciate it. And uh, just to remember to follow us on all of our social media channels for more contests in the future. Thanks to all of our guests, for our producer, Dave Glauser, Bob Casper, and Brian Taylor. We'll see you next week right here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real. 